should be proud if you live in California. You know why you should be proud? Because the New York Times is taking a look at you. With, with <laughs> We're getting, getting national attention, California. Congratulations. When they're, not, when they're not busy talking about how you don't even have electricity in your state, they've got, this is an American slum in the heart of California. We spent three months documenting the conditions of one homeless camp, and as we all know, there are plenty. Oh, yeah. One homeless camp in the wealthiest state in America. Then we traveled to a slum in Mexico City for comparison. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to that part. Um, so this is where this guy is. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. This is where this guy was hanging out, um, him and his crew, with a little drone footage and walking through the camp with a, a camera. It's a, it's a big homeless encampment right across from the Home Depot in Oakland. Before this assignment, I spent two decades as a foreign correspondent reporting on dangerous living conditions around the world. But it's been jarring to do this reporting in California. Residents at the High Street Camp in Oakland are plagued by rats and filth. They have no running water. In the sterile language of city administrators, the community here is called a homeless encampment. But you could also easily call it a refugee camp. He actually has in his headline... um one of the most dire places on earth are these uh, homeless camps. Yeah. No sanitation, no running water, rats, disease. Good pipes on that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He spent the world reporting on dangerous places and smoking. We're looking at the video right now, <laughs> which you <laughs> which you can see also a link at our website, armstrongandgetty.com. It's a New York Times piece, and it's, it's something. And see those cars driving along the road right there? They're probably driving the frontage road over to the Home Depot. Sure. Right across the street. You drive past that in the United States of America. Yeah, a, a just a giant bumville. Drugs and, 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 and filth and disease, the rest of it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. I, you know, listen, it's a complex thing, and there are people of pretty good conscience trying to solve it. There are also greed heads, a swarming to the issue, because whenever there is an impulse by the populace to do good, and a government that says, yes, yes, we must do good. There are huge, there are just oceans of money that flow at a problem. And there are people who've dedicated their professional lives. And if they'd like to hire me, I'm, I'm willing to come work for you. They've, they are adept at sopping up that government money. So you got a huge amount of that. But to get back to my point, you got plenty of people of good conscience too. Um, and, and this is a complicated problem. But one thing you must admit to me. If you want me to, you know, come over to your side at all, you have to admit a significant portion of the homeless people are just people who don't want to put out the effort to be productive citizens, and this is easier for them. And and they want handouts and sympathy. And if you kicked them in the ass, they would get on with their lives. You've got to concede to me that's a... That's a portion of it. Yeah, or certainly on the younger end, it was that way. Because I know, I know some people. Once you cross a certain age, though, and I don't know what you do as a society, but once you cross a certain age, you've gotten yourself to age fifty. Yeah, you got no job skills. Right, your body's beaten down. You can't do any manual labor. Right, you just have that grizzled, you know, look and feel to you. You got yeah, a that's, a, that's a hell of a rough place to be. You got a bit of a record. Um, what does society do with those people? Or what do you do if you're that person? Even if at that moment you decide, I've made terrible decisions, that's why I'm in this situation, now what should I do? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to that. 
Well, again, it's it's complicated. I'm trying to find. I think I found the, this. the really hard-hearted, I think, conservative answer would be: there's not much you can do for that guy, but you got to have a society where that's a really scary way to end up. So a lot fewer people allow themselves to end up that way. Oh, where is that, it? The, 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 the example exists in society of oh wow, that's how your life turns out if you do the things he did. Right. Uh, I'm not going to do that. If you see that, you can still get by. I came Somebody across... will provide you a house, some shelter, and some food. Well, then you're going to end up with more people doing that, I, I think. I came across this brilliant sentence, and I don't remember where. The idea it expressed... Probably and I, my Twitter feed. It probably was Positive <laughs> Sean's Twitter feed. Um, dang it, I know I have it somewhere, and, and I'm going to butcher it, but the idea was... One of the difficulties of the homeless crisis is that society must have lines that if you cross them, it's going to hurt. You're going to have a bad life, and that hurt is what keeps you from crossing them. Stupid should hurt, the, the ancient, the, the time-honored Armstrong and Getty slogan. How do you have a sympathetic and, uh, and helpful society that is not a, an enabling society? To my mind, the blue states and blue cities have gone way too far to enabling. Where just every bad decision maker, idiot, drug fiend, whatever, uh, is just, they are just coddled so much that they can make that choice and make it work, and it's reasonably comfortable. And so we're getting more of it. There's a shock. And listen, part of the reason I'm so adamant about this is I have long been tempted by everything, like most human beings, for being lazy and unproductive or, or smoking pot or or whatever. And I just, you you make decisions. Life is a series of decisions. Now, nobody decides to be psychotic unless they drove themselves that way with drugs. If they have a mental illness problem, I'm not talking about them. I have unlimited sympathy and funds for them, practically, to the extent that it works. I don't want to throw good money after bad, but I have unlimited sympathy. But if you're just a person who's who's been lazy, self-indulgent, and made bad decisions, that's the road I didn't take. And I know why I didn't take it. Because it would have sucked, and I would have let down everybody around me. I, I would have been a humiliation for my parents, for my wife, for my siblings, for my friends. And, and, and so many of us, we have the same thought process about this. I could be you. I chose not to be. You choose not to be. And if you do choose to be that, don't come after my effing money. Guys, I'm literally driving past that Home Depot right now. And even the 40 cent a gallon cheaper gas won't entice me to get off of that exit that I drive past every day. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, yeah, that's something. That is a refugee camp. Yeah. But what are they a refuge? What are they taking refuge from? Adult life. Well, responsibility. See, a lot of them. That is the truth. At this point, I don't think you'd have much choice. That gets to the conundrum for a lot of them. Well, yeah, they're far enough down a certain road that there's no coming back. Right. The, the difference between helping the people already there and how do we stop people from getting there yeah. right, have yeah. two very different yeah. answers. A lot yeah. of subtlety there, and it's a little right. complicated. And so the problem is, if you help the people that are there, are you enabling another generation in the future? Or 
does society make it clear that if you make all those bad choices, man, your life is going to be beyond sucky? Oh, it's going to be terrible. You're going to be miserable. I want to send you're that message. And you going to die a young, painful death. Right. The 12 to 15-year-olds of America, I want to send that message over and over and over again. No matter what it takes, the animal has to feed itself. You have to figure out how to provide for yourself. It's challenging. Times are changing. You know, and we all know the, the new economy and the rest of it, and it is hard. It is hard, but the one option you must never, ever, ever take is I'm going to be a, a, a meth-smoking, pot-smoking, all-day, tent-dwelling bum. No, that is the one thing I will never, ever be, no matter what it costs me. But if you're we, that, We've got to send that message over and over again. But if you're that 45-year-old, 50-year-old dude sitting there in that encampment... With the meth jaw and the no-job skills and the rest of it? I, 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 would, I would probably get drunk today, too. I mean, I, the, the idea of how I'm going to get out of this situation would just be, I've got no job skills. Yeah. It, it, i got zero money. There are ways out of it. But if you had those skills, emotional, et cetera, to get out of it, you probably wouldn't be in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you just, you're way too far down that road. You've got to, you know, well, whatever metaphor you like. Um. Anyway, I, I will tell you this. It has exploded in the last five years, and you can't tell me it's it's exclusively or even mostly um, housing costs. That's absolutely been part of it. But how many of us have had roommates through the years? You know, lived in, in less than in ideal circumstances, kind of gritted our teeth and dealt with it. Lots of us. It's like that story we brought you yesterday from Salinas, California. This is absolutely typical of the blue, blue state insanity that's gotten us to this point. They're now listing any kid whose family is, quote-unquote, doubling up, living with grandparents or aunts and uncles or two families sharing a house or whatever. They're listing those kids as homeless. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know I was homeless growing up, but it turns out I was for a little time. Yeah. Right, as, as, right. His family share things. It's and, amazing how well you've done. You're oh, living wow. in a 2,400 square foot house. You're you're sharing a bedroom with one or two other kids. Whatever. You are homeless, according to the Salinas school system now, so they can get more funding or or, or whatever the hell. Um, I have got more on how 4chan jerked the country around over the whole AOK sign is a white supremacy thing. Oh, yeah. It's pretty entertaining. I love the way 4chan jerks everybody around. Well, I, I tell you what, there's a lot of nasty there, and I don't like it, but they are really good trolls. <laughs> They're the world's greatest trolls, except for Donald Trump. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? <laughs> oh, every year, every year I'm shocked by how gurgly the Bob Dylan Christmas album is. Do you see what I see? <laughs> a star, a star, I see phlegm flying across the room. I guess when you're the icon of a generation, nobody's going to say, 
Hey, uh, Bob, how about you clear your throat? Maybe get a lozenge and we'll try it again uh, this afternoon. So is this a... I told you one take. <laughs> yeah, was this a put a stamp on it and mail it in yes. just doing one take or not? I, or was, did they do multiple takes and this was the keeper? I, yeah. Oh, that's a question. I would have it because I still listen to new Dylan stuff. I guarantee it's the former. Because okay. he still does stuff that's pretty good. This was a... Look, you got me. I got a tea time at three. Uh-huh. We got 12 songs to do. It's up to you how many of them we get recorded. But I'm out of here at exactly three o'clock. I'm here. I'm enigmatic. Let's go. <laughs> now, there's a funny... I don't know if you've watched on Netflix the, um, uh, the Scorsese Dylan documentary. That's on there right now about the Rolling Thunder Review Tour from 1975. Oh, I have not. And it's got the first full-length Dylan interview in forever that Scorsese does with Bob Dylan. Now? Yeah. Uh, could, yeah. Now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. So it's the old Dylan talking about 1975, and uh, Scorsese, in the way that he does a lot of his documentaries, he he leaves a lot of the outtakes in. Uh-huh. So he's talking to Dylan, he says, tell us about that time, what it was like. And Dylan says, well, it was a, it was a different time. It was a time when, you know... You know, lots of things mattered. And he said, I don't remember. I don't remember anything about that. What do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious and he left that in. Because that is true for a lot of all nostalgia stuff. Participants would say, I don't know, I was 28 or how old he was at the time. It was a crazy time. I could try to explain it to you, but I might as well be explaining somebody else. You know? (laughs) And I just thought that was funny. I don't remember. What was I thinking? What do you want me to say for this? I don't know. Oh, how how is that uh, obtainable? Or is that on available? Netflix? Oh, it's a yeah, Netflix yeah, thing. It's cool. pretty cool. I'm I'm so into that. That's the tour where he wore the the white makeup on his face. Yes. I'd never heard very why he, enigmatic. I'd never heard why he did that. Yeah, neither. Yeah, I've I think I've heard him explain it, but it was. He said I went to a Kiss concert and I thought that was really cool. <laughs> he said that would be awesome. I, I once heard him Hiding say something behind about, that. You know, it's, it's just about masks in the audience. I don't know. <laughs> Want to hear me sing Silent Night? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, back night. to the Christmas song. Dude, you got the Nobel Prize for literature. Clear your throat. <laughs> One more take. <laughs> One. I told you. God, and it's like a pr- particularly phlegmy day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well this is kind of funny. Sigs. Um, you know, over a lot of interstates, I don't know if this is true all across America, but the interstate I drive on, they got those signs up there. That were originally supposed to be Amber Alerts, I think, if a child was missing, but now they use them for all kinds of different messages, which and, is and emergencies, I think, in general, but which has watered down the effectiveness of. Oh but, yeah, now it's all sorts of public service announcements. This one, I love it when they're hacked. Is this a hacked one? I, was it hacked or was it? No, just, I don't believe so. I think this was just somebody. On with this the was in city has a sense of humor. This was in Tennessee. Cousin Eddie says Twitter's full. Put down the phone. <laughs> That's a. Christmas vacation joke. Wow. <laughs> Twitter Obscure, but delightful. And, and it rhymes. Obscure and disgusting. <laughs> Twitter's full. <laughs> it's a reference to the black water in an RV, which stands for recreational. One of the grossest clock. things ever. It's also a pretty fair simile, metaphor, I, I can never get those straight, of, of what Twitter is. It is very much an outhouse of ideas and thoughts. It can be, <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, it is. Do you have to go on the dark net to get into 4chan stuff? Or is that available on the regular internet? I, I would call it dark net adjacent. <laughs> Anyway, this, this screen looks strange. Somebody yeah. screen captured a page from 4chan when they were trying to get this whole 
thing going the, that the AOK symbol with your hand right. is a white supremacist symbol. Yeah. They started that to mm. jerk with people. Like if you wanted to find your way to the dark web, 4chan would be a good portal to try to find but your way there. All this stuff on here. How looks, did I get there? This doesn't look like anything from a normal internet page to me. But anyway. Um, we must flood Twitter and other social media websites with spam, claiming the OK hand sign is a symbol of white supremacy. Make fake accounts with basic white girl names and type S like, oh, my God, that's so true. Use as many emojis as you please. Would it be uh, also good for us to associate the OK sign being a symbol of white supremacy because Mel Gibson used it? So they got a picture of Mel Gibson. Get this picture out as often as you can. Oh, there's a little extra. This will lend it a little credence because exactly. of the whole you know, tough on the Jews thing. And- Use the hashtag... Hashtag power hand privilege and all your tweets and whatnot related to this. Nice. <laughs> Leftists have dug deep, so far down deep in their lunacy, we must force them to dig more until the rest of society ain't going anywhere near that S. This is kind of an interesting goal. Yeah. Yeah. Feed them ridiculous misinformation. Let them make fools of themselves with it. But the problem is they never admit when they've been made a fool of. And so people walked away from CNN this week thinking some of the cadets at the Army-Navy game were giving white supremacist signs when they weren't. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got an update on a bill moving through Congress you really need to be aware of, and it has nothing to do with impeachment. A Democrat debate this week, will it happen, and a Simpsons series mystery resolved. Fantastic. Do you see what I see here? <laughs> little duet with Mo Sislak. That would be be fabulous, wouldn't it? Singing harmonies? Marshall's News next. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Is anybody hurt? Whoever purchased this and listens to it every year. Hey, we're a couple of huge Bob Dylan fans. Huge. I don't think you, I could be a bigger Bob Dylan Of this guy? This guy right here. This yeah. guy. The amount I've listened to and read. And then he does this. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's not a, not a high point. Somebody said, listen, look, Bob Dylan or Rod Stewart or name, name the singer. Two million dollars instantly. You come in, record a Christmas album. Seriously, one afternoon. Tell us what town you're going to be in this next weekend. We'll set up a studio there. Come in. Yeah, I can't turn that down. <laughs> All right, that's enough of the Bob Dylan Christmas album, eh? Holiday classic. Holiday classic here on the Armstrong and Getty Show, where it's time for news with Marshall Phillips. Well, with the media focused on impeachment, there's another bill that will affect you and your family in many ways moving through Congress right now. A federal spending bill that is massive both in the number of pages and number of dollars is heading to a vote in the House. This is not what Congress has been talking about on cable news channels all day long, every day for the last several weeks. Spending your money and your kids' money and perhaps your kids' kids' money as we spend so much more than we take in. Nobody talking about this at all. It's how many pages? 2,313 pages. And it calls for almost a trillion and a half dollars in federal spending. More waste, fraud, and... and whatever else than you can possibly imagine. Congress ought to be impeached. There'd be so many examples in there of just plain, it's almost as simple as writing a check to someone. 
as a gift. Yeah, it's just, it's right. It's graft. It's garbage, but nobody cares. The so, ma- moving along. The mammoth measure takes a split-the-differences approach that's a product of divided power in Washington, offering lawmakers of all stripes plenty to vote for and against. When both parties are in agreement that the debt is not a problem. And we should spend more and more. It's it's easy. Okay, yeah. we'll spend our money on this wall that you hate. Or, you know, pick something that, that is... is, is Got less value, right. um, and you get to spend money on this thing that we hate, but we all get to spend money. Right. right. And there are goodies for all sides, as you were pointing out, along with some hardly related matters, because the bill would also increase the age nationwide for purchasing tobacco products from 18 to 21, and a number of other uh, provisions for all kinds of uh, requested things from the Congress people. As the question of who is an adult becomes more and more complicated and more and more drenched in hypocrisy. The Democrats... They want 16-year-olds to vote, but they can't decide whether to go buy a cigarette. Right. Come on. Democratic National Committee's announced that the Democrats' next primary debate will proceed as planned this Thursday. What time is it expected to be? I don't have an exact time. I imagine around 5 or 6. That's when they usually start. So it's looking like this will be the one... That would be Pacific time. ...small debate in which they're going to have seven people on stage. Is that right? Yes, seven. But Um, they're all working as hard as they can to to get it bigger next time. Yeah, so next time it's probably going to go back to two nights. Right. (laughs) Because they're adding people in. That's that's interesting. And it, it's also interesting. The debate was put in peril because a union representing cafeteria workers on the Loyola Marymount University campus threatened to continue picketing over their failure to reach a new bargaining agreement. Last debate was a super snoozer. Yeah. No news made. We barely talked about it the next day. I'm wondering if Pete's rise, are people going to finally go after Pete? Uh, the fact that Elizabeth Warren is wounded, do people see an opportunity to, you know, to finally do her in? I don't know. Well, if the the good folks who who slop grayish beef stew onto your tray aren't satisfied in their negotiations, Jack, (laughs) nothing's going to happen. Those purveyors of of, of, uh, institutional French fries and ham sandwiches... They better come to a settlement or there'll be no debate. I got to tell you, smart negotiating ploy, though. All right, we're going to strike right right during the debate. Right. on another note, it turns out the Sackler family, the owners of Purdue Pharma, withdrew almost $11 billion from the company over the last dozen years, placing the money into trusts and overseas holding companies. That's what I'd do. That's, that's what I would do, too. That's according to a new audit. The information, though, is going to spark more debate over just how much the Sacklers would have to pay to resolve thousands of lawsuits against Purdue for its role in the opioid epidemic. Sorry, Whoa. we ain't got any money. It's all in Dubai. Or at least half of it is. Yeah, we've been spending the last 12 years selling you poison while claiming that it's not poison. Uh, eventually, you're going to come after us. So, yeah, we're, we're squirreling the money away. Hey, by the way, this has just been this has just come in. Ford is going to be adding three thousand jobs in the Detroit area. They're investing almost two billion dollars at two plants in that area. Mm. Boy, that'll spark that that uh, the Detroit area. Yeah, good stuff. I hope they can hire enough folks. Yeah. Those are good jobs. Though. Yes, they are. Well, as the Simpsons turned thirty today, you might think you know a lot about the show, but how much do you really know? For instance, it's pretty well known fact the family lives in Springfield, but which Springfield? Oh! There are nearly three dozen populated places 
named Springfield. Wasn't in 20- this settled once and for all like five years ago? I think it's, it's the one right by Shelbyville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that Springfield. Idiot. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that there are 36 Springfields in yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that interesting that yeah. we weren't more creative with our names? I know there's also like well, a lot uh, of towns. A hundred hilltops and lakesides and that sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah, pleasant view, et cetera. <laughs> Were we just too busy? Uh, uh, hilltop. We're on a hill. Okay, let's get back to work. Uh, look, there's a spring over there. There's a field here. Yeah. Springfield. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Right. Simpsons creator Mac, uh, Matt Groening. Springfield, Oregon. In, insisted for years Springfield was meant to be a representation of any town USA. But as you've already pointed out, Joe, a while back, Groening <laughs> coughed it up. He did, said in an interview with Smithsonian Magazine that the Springfield was named after a town in his home state of Oregon. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to Springfield and Eugene, where I worked in radio for about a year and a half. Great place, and go Ducks. Honored to be uh, on the air there. I root the for the Shelbyville Shelbyvillians. That's right. <laughs> go Isotopes. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. you got to be that contrarian who roots for the out-of-town team. And so your kids liked The Simpsons even watching them years after they were made. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, and they grew up with them, too. I mean, we used to, uh, when my kids were really little, when we lived in Charlotte, um, I used to, we'd watch The Simpsons together, and I would sing the theme song to them. And the words were, how'd it go? Mommy went to work at the grocery store, but she will come back. (laughs) When Judy was a, a, a clerk. Check out, gal. <laughs> wow. Good show. And now they're all available on the Disney Channel. 30 yep. Years of Simpsons episodes. Yeah. Yep. I'll be happy when my kids get into that, because so I, can, I they, can rewatch any of those and will, be happy. Will they soon be disappearing from, like, uh, the various Fox spinoffs, FXX and FXCSX? Uh, if they already haven't. I was watching them the other day. Yeah. A couple well, of days ago, yeah. literally. Un- uh, unclear is my is my short answer I, in terms of broadcast networks if they'll still show up on that or not. Mm, but Disney okay. acquired them particularly f- to bolster their streaming app. Yeah, I wonder uh, if there's a a uh, uh, brief uh, unplugging period. Yeah, but I can't. But I can't watch the Michael Jackson voiced. Correct that uh, that one has been removed. Homer, and, uh, you'll always have a friend in me. He was a big psychotic person or something yeah, there. A in big the... uh, psychotic white guy in the mental hospital. Why was actually a very why, touching episode. Why was Homer in the mental hospital? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Done something crazy. <laughs> no. I guess. Yeah. Probably <laughs> involving donuts or something. Right. More, more, most likely. Yeah. Hey, I have show and tell, which I realize is odd on the radio, but we will post pictures in a moment or two. Okay. I guarantee you will enjoy this. Your pants will stay up for this? Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> they may. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be We are not light. participants in what we cover. We are umpires or observers trying to be objective witnesses to what is going on. If the president or anyone we're covering says something untrue or does something questionable, we can and should report it. But we shouldn't be drawn into the fight. We shouldn't be drawn into taking sides as tempting as that is, we're not as good at it as they are, and we're abandoning the special role the founders gave us in this democracy. 
That's Chris Wallace, who's closer to that ideal than most people who cover news, speaking at the closing of the museum in Washington, D.C., which I never visited, and I wish I had. I don't The know. closing of it? It closed. Oh. Hmm. I, I, okay. But. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. He um, he also said over the weekend, I don't remember if it was that speech or in another, that the, the Trump's uh, attack on the press has been the most sustained attack on on uh, on on the press by any president in our nation's history. That got all the attention in the world. I, mm-hmm. I've seen that clip on CNN and MSNBC and all the places because he's, he's talking about how Trump is mean and like a dictator and won't let us speak. Nobody but Fox played that clip. Nobody but Chris Wallace himself <laughs> played the clip of him saying we're supposed to be umpires. We're not supposed to participate in the story. How the being in the resistance is, is utterly right. undermining what makes us special. He yeah. himself played that clip. Nobody else did. Right. Okay. Only the attack on Trump. So I realize this is an odd thing to do on the radio, but again, we will post pictures. Did you see my email there, Hanson, at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links? Uh, I have two of these inside me. How do you like that? My show and tell is uh, these hmm. are actual uh, artificial hips. And can I so, see that? For, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did they um, got own a this to you or did you buy it? or? Uh, no, I don't. let's not nail that down, shall we? Okay. Uh, off the truck. Yeah, exactly. What's, Thank you. What's this show. cost? Twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> what does anything cost in in medicine? How much I don't you know. got? So that's heavier than I was expecting. Yeah, it's a sturdy son of a gun. It's got that's got to be heavier than your actual bone. It's got a big, long, gray. It looks like a saber tooth tiger's tooth, which goes down into your femur. It looks like it's made out of cement. And then it's not. It's it's titanium, yeah, but it's, it's made so- rough so your bone can graft to it. Wait, it's um, titanium. Why is it so? It heavy takes then? several weeks for that to happen. Quite a few weeks, but um. And uh, and the top is ceramic. The ball is ceramic. In this here, here's the uh, socket that they put into your pelvis, as well. Those holes are for big giant screws. That's really interesting. Like two and a half, three inch wood screws. So this just goes into the socket there. So yeah, uh, does it only come in pink? Because I'm I don't need a pink. Uh, There's quite a bit of things inside you that are pink, Jack. Well, You'll get need, used to it. I don't need a pink. Because uh, you're you have such a, a hard ass. Like you're camo, such a man. camo or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, camo wait a cool. minute. You'd sell a lot of those. You could sell those for an extra 50 bucks to dudes. <laughs> no doubt. Um, But so, uh, yeah, in case you're new to the oh, show so or whatever. these holes on the top of the, the yeah, receiving see the, end. See the cup that's inside the cup? Yeah, that pops yeah. out. They they scrape you out, then they put that in with screws, and then they pop that uh, plastic liner in there, and the ceramic of the ball, of the ball and socket joint, fits in there and slides. We got flathead, Phillips? What sort of screws are we talking about? Oh, you'd have to ask my surgeon. <laughs> I don't know. Paul, uh, text me. Um, uh, But they're, it's, a, it's an amazing technology. They're incredibly durable. Uh, for uh, new folks to the show, I, Joe Getty, am very youthful and athletic. I just happen to have horrible arthritis in my family, and so I've had to get two new hips. But um hope they're not like those Ikea screws, those Allen wrench right. ones, where I never yeah. have the right size. And well, they're ah, soft, so they strip. Yeah, come on. You got a guy's hip half in, and you strip a screw. Now what do I do? Oh, that man. seems heavier than your bone would have to be, so you can claim that any weight you gain is because of your hips. Right. Forever. Yeah, how about that my pants are so tight? <laughs> I don't know how that's, that's, uh, but it's amazing. It's uh, amazing technology, and and it's it's, it's leapt forward in the last twenty years. You see this morning? joint replacement? There you go, Marshall. That's what I have two of inside me. 
And again, the picture is posted at wow, armstrongandgetty.com. It looks a little like a fle- female pleasurement device. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if I was a TSA and found that in your baggage, I would think, I don't know, know what you mentioned you. it. Whatever you're into, yeah. dude. Hey, hey, happy travels. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy vacation. <laughs> Business or pleasure? Oh, wow, never that mind. Is, that is really cool. Isn't that something? That's amazing. A little heavier than I would have thought. But, right. but, it's, well, it's very sturdy. I mean, yeah. the femur is the biggest bone in your body. Yeah. And it Not and mine. Oh, boy. Congratulations. Yeah, hilarious. We got another order for the camo hip. Um, <laughs> and, and that in the hip joints yeah. supports a huge amount of force. Right. Every step you take right. is your body weight times, you know, whatever. That's uh, amazing. That's amazing. So, anyway, yeah, it's kind of cool. So that's a leap forward from uh, the peg leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a significant <laughs> step forward from... The pegged leg. I mean, especially because if you're getting hip replaced, presumably you'd have like a three foot long peg mm. up into your pelvis. Dersh. And that's oh, you'd really be hobbling oh, oh, there, Long John oh, Silver. I wonder what my mom's knees look like. I've seen those. I don't have one. Um, I can't even picture what that would look like. The knee can be is uh, they've got that super dialed in too. I mean, it brings enormous relief to people. The knee's a little more difficult than hips. The recovery from it. Dersh. The complexity of the joint and, and the rest, it's its uncomfortable for a longer time, from what I understand, and, and God bless you all. But once it's passed, everybody says they're thrilled they did it. I'm still holding out for a new head as soon as they get that nailed down. We're all rooting for you. Porcelain, <laughs> titanium, yeah. whatever they got. Yeah. Camo. Camo head. Camo head. Yep, yep. Well, you know when they're going to perfect that. It's my greatest fear. I will be the last homo sapien to die. They will perfect the technology of regeneration and and gene therapy and artificial parts and head transplants. I will be the last person to croak it. It'll be the last push <laughs> notification you see on your phone as, as the lights right. open up. Right, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> Mortality cured! <laughs> <laughs> so they do hips, knees, ankles, shoulders. Is there anything else? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes, knees and toes. I think that's it, isn't it? Shoulders are another challenge, yeah. yeah but shoulders, knees, shoulders. hips, and ankles. My, my mom has yes. had several of all these, but... Um, Elbows and wrists, just because they're not as weight bearing. I've never I guess. heard of anybody oh, that's getting a new... complex uh, joint, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly with that. And and uh, various parts of your spine they can do, but yeah. that's that's some touchy stuff. Yeah, it yeah. is. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. Just show it to people. Paper I guess. Weight or... Sell it on the black market. I might use it as a weapon. It'd be a pretty good weapon. It yeah. certainly would. Yeah, it's heavy now. Carry it yeah. through dark alleys. Funny thing, I have two of these inside me. Then I cave in his skull. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. So many bow. Oh, that's right. Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Wrap up the show. It's our esteemed newsman, the short-timer, Marshall Phillips. Final thought? Yeah, I was just uh, sitting here thinking, we're just a week away from Christmas Eve, right? We Correct. Are. Wow. Amazing how time doth fly. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm closing in. This is uh, three days to go, and then I will be retired. Remarkably, your effort is undiminished. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Good. you're a real pro, man. Thanks. Uh, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Uh, yeah, as far as uh, the 30th anniversary of The Simpsons, look for the following episodes if you got Disney+. Plus: Flaming Moe's, which is a great episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Plow and I Love Lisa, which is where Ralph falls in love with Lisa. Oh. And there's an episode where Martin gets... I choo-choo-choose you! <laughs> yep. And Martin gets a pool, and he gets in the uh, pool with wearing 20 pairs of shorts, and he still gets pants. <laughs> Beautiful. That's funny. I dialed up Flaming Moe first episode on my yeah. Disney channel. Featuring Aerosmith, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, positive, Sean. Final thought. I think what you got to do with this extra the hip you got, you got to dress it up like a saber tooth fang. Wear that amongst many other chains and necklaces, and you oh, can yeah. become unbuttoned shirt guy. Oh, wait yeah. a minute! Yeah. Just wear sunglasses all the time. My next chapter finally clear. <laughs> Excellent, uh, Jack. Do you have a final thought for us? We didn't get to the study that flirting at work can be a good thing for workplaces, and they need to rethink this zero tolerance policy thing. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow because that's a pretty interesting story. I love that. And there's also there's more analysis on the Supreme Court failing to take up the Ninth Circuit Court's insane ruling about bums and junk and where cities might go from here. There is some reason for uh, optimism, but not a lot. A lot of good stuff for the show tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and then hours of impeachment coverage. If we're not doing impeachment coverage, we'll be doing debate preview. Yeah, well, me (laughs) me and Marshall are going to the bar if you do that. We're out. No kidding. Sounds horrific. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great Armstrong and Getty swag, last-minute Christmas gifts for you, the extra-large One More Thing podcast, the hot links, including my artificial joints. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, the video of the bum camp in Oakland that oh, the New yeah. York Times did. Yeah. It's unbelievable. you got to watch it. Yeah. You just got to. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not... Uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I am invincible! Invincible! You're out! Armstrong and Getty.